Pam. I'm Dawn. I'm Deidre. I'm Dina. Welcome, Welcome to Ozark's Paints and Hooch. This ain't no fancy academic check your references kind of deal. This is four girls from the Ozarks sipping and spewing about paints, hooch, and history. Well, hello, everyone. This is Dina, and I want to welcome you to episode number five of Ozarks Haints and Hooch. Just want to remind everyone, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. We post pictures to go along with our topics, and we'll post our cocktail ingredients, giving you plenty of time to sip along with us. Gonna apologize for any cats, dogs, husbands, children, any interference you may hear, we got four different Wi-Fi's, three different states, and you know, stuff happens. Our episodes drop on the 1st and the 15th of the month, and tonight's big one goes to Dawn. Wee! Woo! <laughs> Pam has the little one. I got the little one. And that leaves Deidre with a cocktail. So... Dida, go ahead and enlighten us with your libation. Yes, I will, our Yay. lovely pooch tonight. So I want you to know, I, I hate to tell you this. Um, Dawn, can I kind of lead into what your big story is so I can talk about the original drink? Um, sure. Okay, so the original drink I found was called the Howler. However, oh. Dina and I both are coming off some um, stomach issues, so... I decided we needed something we could actually drink. Um, the Howler did have tequila and ginger and orange liqueur and lime juice. So maybe we'll try that some other time. Ooh, I, I won't, but okay. I know Dawn doesn't like tequila. I will, I will. Okay. <laughs> okay. There's a, there's a big story about crossing the border into Mexico with, from, is the reason I can't drink tequila. So there. <laughs> okay. All right. But we can't tell that here, can we? <laughs> well, sure we can. Oh, okay. Ah. <laughs> but not tonight, but I'll okay. save it. All right. So um, I started searching for other words that sounded or were similar to howl and came up with the, the screamer, the raspberry screamer. So today this drink is uh, uh, probably more in line with Dina's and my palate. And it mm -hmm. is it's gone already yeah. <laughs> it's a little um strong uh we think but uh it's an ounce of vodka an ounce of pineapple juice and if you remember that lovely raspberry simple syrup that we gave you the recipe for from episode four you're going to use it again and just put a dash of that in there to taste you're going to shake it in a cocktail mixer with ice and strain into a martini glass or in my case a rocks glass which is still pretty right yeah um, yeah it's, yeah it's a it's an easy drinker it's you know it's sweet and um refreshing and uh i think for the most part we all enjoyed it i yeah. liked it yeah i'm it. enjoying mine right now i'm Good. enjoying my second one right now yes me too <laughs> hmm. well i need to make another one uh, but get, i'll wait get one of those kids to do it <laughs> yeah really <laughs> Yum. Okay, that's all right. That would it was be much much better than that lousy drink last episode. Whoever picked that? Yeah, uh, boy. Uh, Blech. Blech. 
Okay. I'm glad I couldn't drink it. I'm just going to be honest. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you, Deidre, for your hooch. And we're just going to move right along and go to Dawn and with her big one. Okay, Dawn's got the big big one. So my big one, I had heard the term Ozark Howler, but I had no idea what it was. And so it was really fun um, uh, researching this because I didn't know anything about it. So the Ozark Howler, also known as the Ozark Black Howler, the hoo-hoo. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I've, already had a, I've already had a hooch. Um, a what? <laughs> and okay, wait. At the nightshade bear and the devil cat is a legendary creature that is purported to live in remote areas in Arkansas, Missouri, Oklahoma, and Texas. Interesting. Hmm. It is typically described as being bear-sized with a thick body, stocky legs, black shaggy hair razor sharp teeth and claws and glowing red eyes that was really important Uh, and prominent horns its cry is often described as being a combination of a wolf's howl an elk's bugle and the laugh of a hyena i'm gonna go into all this a little bit more sightings have been officially officially recorded since the 1950s though many ozark families can pass on stories of their parents and grandparents experiencing the chill of seeing the ozarks howler since the early 1800s and there's also some kind of scant information about the indians seeing or talking about a kind of a howler as well As a matter of fact, in 1810, Daniel Boone was said to have encountered him in the Ozarks while he was traveling here. So one of the things I learned um, that doesn't have necessarily to do with the howler, but because I was doing research about stuff I didn't know, do you guys know that the Ozarks is over 50,000 square miles big? Did not know that. That's no. huge, right? right? So all these monsters that we've talked about, that we're going to talk about, of course, I mean, that 50,000 miles, a lot of it's still really wild. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. So the, um, the howler in literature has inspired generations of artists and writers. In the 1930s, a local press published a small run of a book of folklore about the creature called Tales of the Ozark Howler. I couldn't find it. A decade later, here comes Vance Randolph. Folklorist Vance Randolph referred to the Ozark Howler by the name (laughs) Hoo-Hoo. Thanks me up. In the book Ozark Superstitions, which I own, and yes, he does. In 1973, the Ozark Howler was reimagined as a multi-dimensional time-traveling creature in Timothy Godwin's short story, The Hair of the Black Howler. Interesting. Mm. Um, More recently, the Ozark Howler has been written about in children's books, Hunt the Ozark Howler, and Billy Bob's Howler, as well as in the Mason-Dixon series of novels by Eric R. Asher. The Ozark Howler has also inspired regional poets, most notably K.W. Peary's book, 
Ozark Howler and Ozark Howler Verse by Rufus Gray. So, I mean, that's a whole lot of literature that I've never heard of, right? For a thing I really didn't know anything about. Um, I'd heard the name, I didn't know anything about it, like I said, but the thing that came to my mind is, um, it made me think of the panther in The Shepherd of the Hills. You know, because people think about the howler as a cat. So the howl is the hallmark of the Ozark howler, figures. Its sound has been described in a lot of ways as very deep and guttural, as well as high-pitched, which seems like opposites to me. It (laughs) does. Others have said that it's the most unearthly scream and half-human. One of the most common descriptions of the sound is like the screams of a woman, which makes me think maybe they were near a peacock farm. I don't know. Um, Those who've heard the screams pierce the night say they'll never forget the chill that ran up their spine and the feeling of dread that washed over them which I'm going to talk about that here in a minute. Some claim um, there's, well, I'll get to this, but there's been a lot of people trying that more so than any other monster that I've researched so far that try to debunk the howler. Um, So some claim the sounds are made by animals commonly found in the region. They point to the screams and howls of animals like the red fox, the fisher cat, fighting raccoons, and the bull elk. So I'm going to try to play some of these sounds, um, and they're creepy. So here's the red fox. Can you hear that? Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Oh. This is... like he has a smoker's cough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just wait. There's one that goes, uh. Okay. Here are the sound of fighting raccoons. Okay. Yeah, shut up. That's yeah. crazy. So that sounds too cute. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If you were out in a camp in a tent and you heard that, that might be scary. No, I think it sounds cute. I think okay. I'd go, oh, it's a raccoon. Yeah. I mean, I still don't want to play with it, but. All right. Listen to this one. This is the Fisher cat. Hold on. Oh, now that's creepy. Way creepy. Yeah, that one was scary. And this is the sound of a bull elk bugle, which is, you know, kind of the only sound I recognize, but hang on. Oh, I love that. I know when they're, when they're mating that, that you hear that a lot. Um, Although we don't have a whole lot of bull elks that are um, indigenous to the Ozarks, but people have brought them in. Okay, so the so the howl is uh the debunkers said no it's it's one of those animals. So here's why I think this thing um maybe is debunked or at least attempted to be debunked more than other things. That's because the primary sightings occurred between 2005 and 2010. Interesting. Huh. So yes. interesting. Between 2005 and 10, um, the howler was spotted several times. A family living north of Van Buren, Arkansas, in the Boston Mountains of Crawford County, set out trail cams after spotting what they believed was a cougar. The images they supplied to a Fort Smith television station appeared to show a big cat similar to a cougar. um, However, I couldn't find this footage. But the search for that footage led me to other footage that I'll talk about in a minute. Yeah, that's down around my neck of the woods. Yeah. Yeah. 
At roughly the same time as the Crawford County sightings, similar reports originated from across the border in eastern Oklahoma. And those sightings revolved around large dark cats seen moving through the mountains. Other reports from near Dardanelle in the Arkansas River Valley describe strange sounds in the night similar to the laugh or bark of a hyena. From higher elevations, witnesses reported seeing what they described as a large stocky cat. Evidence from Newton County, Arkansas, where the howler was spotted in 2011, seems to verify the possibility of a big cat or two or three or four roaming the Ozarks. Call records to the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission during the fall of 2014 reveal reported sightings of the beast in Benton County, Arkansas. In October 2014, a recorded emergency call received by the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission indicates a motorist nearly collided with an unidentifiable mammal at 9.45 p.m. The recorded phone conversation reveals that armed state wildlife officers were immediately dispatched to investigate the bear-sized, gray, fast-running animal on Pump Station Road in Springdale, Arkansas. No way. Yeah. Wow. So I tried to find that too. I tried to find, you know, if I tried to find a contact number, um, I tried to find any reports of calls and I couldn't really find anything. 2015 in Devil's Den, Pam, in Arkansas, oh. turned oh. out to be a really bad hoax. And oh. um, there's, oh my gosh, you guys, there's a link that we'll put on the, <laughs> oh, it's as funny as hoo-hoo. There's a, <laughs> a link that we'll put up on the Instagram. So somebody uh, photoshopped really bad. Um, kind of like those African, uh, Ibis, you know, those, they're, they're like um, gazelles or whatever in Africa, and they have those striped horns that sort of spiral. So they photoshopped that on the picture of a, almost like a, well, a cougar. And then, and they didn't even make it bigger. <laughs> it's really, you got to go see the pictures. They're fun. Okay. Lots of YouTubes. Most are stupid. So just Google that. However, in search of monsters on the travel channel, um, in their season one, episode 10 featured the Ozark Howler. Um, and the, here's the thing I wanna say, you freaking talk about mispronunciations. I mean, you know, we all, wherever we're from when people mispronounce things. <laughs> so um, they, <laughs> the people that were there filming called it Rolla, Missouri, come on. Um, yeah. And basically, uh, it's a good documentary piece to watch. I mean, it was really interesting. It had a couple that had seen it around their house and all this stuff. And so um, they kind of eventually decided it was some kind of witchcraft. I don't know, you know? So anyway, that's, that'll be in the links too. <laughs> um, so um, these debunkers. So um, uh, Chad Armit asserts in his book, Cryptozoology, that the Ozark Heller myth is a hoax. According to Armit, he and many other cryptozoologists received email messages making claims about the Ozark Heller evidence in the 1990s. So they got all this evidence, email evidence. They then later tracked this, these messages down to a University of Arkansas student who had made a bet that he could fool the cryptozoological research 
community. Okay. Okay, but wait, and the plot thickens. Okay, (laughs) in his article, Ozark Howler, Faux Cryptozoology, and he spells it G-I-E because Lauren Coleman tells of how he tracked down the hoaxer and wrote up the full story in a draft originally written in 1998, co-authored with Jerome Clark. With the draft eventually being published in 1999 as Cryptozoology A to Z. Okay, however, his editors decided to drop all entries in the book related to hoaxes, ultimately leaving out his story of the true origins of the Howler legend. So today, when you search online for information about the hoaxes, there's little mention of it even being a hoax, let alone saying that it's a conclusive one. And other Hmm. people have tried to substantiate Arment or Coleman's claim about the University of Arkansas student, but they can't find any evidence of a student existing that ever sent emails of any story about a student. So that's really dubious too, that there's, you know, even a student. Yeah. Um, The most reliable accounts, like those of the sightings in Crawford County between 05 and 10, revolve more around cougars than they do monsters. The trail cam images taken of the creature in Crawford County definitely appear to show a cougar. At that time, wildlife officials maintain there's not a breeding population of cougars left in Arkansas. They do concede that it's possible there might be individual big cats living in the mountains, pointing out that they likely were once held as pets, but escaped or were turned loose by their owners. Now, these days, though, the cougar population is increasing, however, I mean, past 2010. The Sci-Fi Channel show Haunted Highway focused on the Ozark Howler in July 2012 Investigating the location of the Newton County sightings, program investigators took thermal images of an animal they thought might be the howler and also made plaster casts of paw prints found where an animal had taken the meat the show producers had left out hoping to attract it. (laughs) This is great. The thermal imagery turned out to be raccoon or possum. So how did they, I don't know how they mixed that up with the cougar, (laughs) but a wildlife biologist consulted by the shows, uh, by the show identified the paw prints as possibly being from a puma or cougar. So the images show a possum, (laughs) the biologist says it's a cougar. Then he says they're too big to, yeah. They're too big to have been left by bobcats, which are well-known residents of the mountains. Okay. So even the hoaxes can't be verified. So cryptozoologists have speculated that the creature might be a misidentified or unrecognized big cat. Sabertooth cats are one possibility, like that it was related to a prehistoric saber tooth, but there were never any black ones. Um, Some biologists who believe in the howler assert that it's a mountain lion breed who has either mutated into a new subspecies or is a hybrid of a mountain lion and an unknown creature. So there that is again, you know, you think about all these stories that we've told. Yeah, well, you know, it mated with something. Well, what? We don't know. I mean, so anyway, 
Other guesses have included that it might be a wild boar, an eastern woodland bison, a hyena, or a surviving member of the creodont family, which were carnivorous mammals that lived from the Paleocene to the Miocene epochs. So it looks like that creodont looks like uh, a big cougar with big teeth is what it looks like. Um, wow. So Pam, I hope I'm not stepping on your toes. I won't go into this too much, but Scottish, Irish, Welsh, and English settlers homesteaded the Hozark Plateau in the mid to late 1800s, and they brought with them their ancestral stories and mythology. So one such story was of, and I can't pronounce this because it's Welsh, and oh my God, but a mythical hound that is feared as the harbinger of death. The settlers believed the hound would come to bear away the soul of a person to the afterlife, kind of like the Grim Reaper. Um, <laughs> yes. So the hounds went by other names that I can't pronounce. And according to Scottish folklore, the hound is said to be the size of a young bull with the appearance of a wolf. Its fur is shaggy and it's sometimes cited as being dark green. Um, it's tail is described as being long and either coiled up or braided and the paws are really big so some people see a connection between the howler and those older mythologies that came here with settlers and as well as with ancient stories of native americans who inhabited the regions so natives mm. told the story of saber-toothed tigers that used to roam the land, though the natives said they had been gone for thousands of years. So perhaps combining the stories of the tigers and the settlers' tales of otherworldly creatures that scream and carry off the souls of the dead may have resulted in the Ozarks' howler. The wow. end. Oh, darn, yeah. that's, that's good, Dawn. Thanks. Yeah, you start throwing a lot of like terms in there that I didn't like. <laughs> they, were, they were too educational. Oh, sorry. Well, you know, I mean, because the only <laughs> official sightings that you can even talk about were in that five-year period, there isn't a whole lot out. It's all speculation. All of it. Even all the YouTubes and the, you know, it's not. Are there pictures? I mean, has somebody drawn it i want to see it okay i do, um if you watch that um travel channel show they did have trail cam images and i actually screen captured one i don't know that we can put that up for copyright reasons but people can go look at it but anyway um it's hard to tell it from leaves. It might be the outline of what lo would look like a brown tiger to me, maybe. There's definitely something there that wasn't there, the picture before, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So no, that, so the other thing is no, all they see are glowing red eyes and they never see the actual thing or there are no pictures. I mean, there's lots of witness testimony, but, um, you know, and it, wow. and it hasn't been reported on as much as like Bigfoot or anything like that. So, so okay, know. question. The uh, so it was uh, certainly none of this is conclusive because everybody's seeing different things in these images when they see it out and whatever. But so we really don't know whether it's a dog or a cat, right? 
Well, the or cat than dog or a yeah, mountain lion. Or, yes, I mean, the, ma the majority of the the majority of the testimony points to a cat. Okay. All the right. only relationship okay. to the dog is that they, you know, they compared it to the dog you're going to kind of talk about that probably comes from Scotland and Ireland and Wales and all of that. Yeah. Of, of yeah. its purpose, maybe. Okay. Huh. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. I did see the picture, Dawn, that you were talking about with the horns. Yeah. The no, that's did, not that's oh. not the one. But okay. Oh, oh the oh okay. did you see Oh, you mean the, the crazy photoshopped one? Oh my god. That was yeah, with the horns and the and its heads <laughs> turned. It looks so regal and majestic. And I thought, is that the howler? Yeah, no. <laughs> That's really, that's very funny. We can probably post that one because I think that one was on a website. So, okay. It's funny. Yeah. All right. Well, All right. good job, Dawn. Nice job, Dawn. I really yeah, want to good. see a picture of it now, though, because I got, I got too many images going on in my head. I need them to form one image. <laughs> well, there's lots of artist renderings that we'll put up on Instagram, you know, Facebook yeah. for a link to it mm -hmm. on Instagram. Yeah. So we're totally blessed to have our mother um, be doing some artwork for us for our episodes. Um, and uh, we did a little research on what the Ozark Howler looked like. And there were a couple of um, artists depictions that were very interesting. One um, was um, almost bear-like with kind of a lion head and ram's horns and then there was this one like fantasy fan fiction picture <laughs> yeah. that w i thought was very sexual <laughs> oh so, okay well it is a hoo-hoo after all yeah, that, that could have been <laughs> the picture of the hoo-hoo yes so maybe we'll throw that one in that link or those images or whatever <laughs> yeah funny <laughs> All right, Dawn, well, thank you. That was great. Um, we're ready for Pam to bring us the little one. So take it away, Pam. Yay, I have the little one, the little one. I think this is my first little one. So I, uh, when Dawn thought she uh, was doing the howler, she said, well, what about you doing something about the booger dog? And I thought, well, I like dogs. Okay, <laughs> not knowing a thing about what I was going to be finding or references or history or folklore or all this stuff. And there's a, there's a whole lot of stuff out there. Um, so the first thing I'll start with is just the dog mythology. Dawn mentioned some of it early in her piece. Um, symbolism. Um, uh, dog, ghost dogs, black dogs, uh, uh, death dogs, dog men. I mean, it's it. Uh, there's writings galore about all of these. And the first uh, source I wanted to uh, to uh, start with is Creatures in the Mist from a guy by the name of R Gary R. Varners. And um, as early as the 1800s, dogs were um, thought to be beside the bed when you die. 
you want a dog by the bed when you die. Now, that, may, that may refer to the shepherding onto the next life in the other world, because there's a couple of those uh, indications here too. But uh, in Celtic mythology, the dogs were very highly esteemed. The Iroquois Indians sacrificed white dogs thinking that their spirit would intercede on that person's behalf with the gods for either favor and crops or passing on to the next world or whatever. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, in 17th century France, dogs were valued as healing agents. In Egypt, the Anubis, or Anubis, I don't know how mm -hmm. to pronounce it. Is that right? Anu Anubis, Anu yes. Anubis was the deity, dog of deity, and guided souls to the other world. Mm -hmm. And I think it was also in Egypt that the dogs were originally a race of dwarves. Did you guys ever hear that? No. No. I uh, see. I never had either. So that was all new to me. Now, the gypsies, and this kind of tags into our, our mountain medicine, us girls from the Ozark, uh, the gypsies believe that a if a dog digs a hole in your garden, there will be a death in the family. Doesn't that sound like mountain medicine? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, in Japan, dogs uh, had the ability to detect ghosts. So you wanted a, a dog around if you were looking for a ghost, I guess. In Holland, dog's role was a healing one that was well documented in the 1600s. So uh, that's just about just dog symbolism and mythology, mythology in general from different countries. And then we get to black dogs. And there's lots of legends and uh, 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 stories associated with uh, black dogs and sorcery and death and the damned, in quotes. Uh, in 1577, in England, human fatalities were caused if you saw a black dog. And in Native American culture, they believed that uh, their uh, black dogs local, were localized natural beings and shapeshifters and uh, left no tracks. Even after they had clearly been seen in an area, they would go check and there were no tracks. Hmm. Uh, also, um, they, uh, the natives thought that Native Americans thought that uh, dogs, black dogs, were guardians to in a region where you didn't know where you were, in an unknown region. They would guide you to where you wanted to be. Um, Chinese tell uh, accounts of dog men, and uh, <laughs> they worshiped these dog men as their ancestors. And then I like this one in Hawaii. There are tales that a human female mated with a male wolf to produce a race of dogmen. Okay. Well, okay. That. Hmm. So that interesting was interesting <laughs> birth. All right. yeah. yeah, I know. I know. Okay, so then I'm going to move from there up to uh, some Vance Randolph writings in his book Ozark Magic and Folklore. And there's a whole lot that to be said in that book, but I picked out like four different little points um, in McDonald County. Uh, do you know, mm -hmm. guys know where that is? 
Yeah. Yeah. Close by you? Okay. Mm-hmm. McDonald County, there is the booger dog or the ghost dog. They're mm-hmm. used kind of interchangeably, but um, they're said to be as big as a cow and their tracks are two feet wide. Mm. And then in Reynolds mm-hmm. County, in a town by the name of Bunker, there was a sweet little anecdote of, uh, not sweet, but an interesting anecdotal story of Dr. Gordon. Dr. Gordon was taking a horseback ride. It didn't say if it was day or night. And up ahead of him, he saw this dog crossing the road in front, big black dog crossing the road in front of him. It crossed the road back. And then for a time, it would be just kind of flanking him on the side. And uh, then all of a sudden, his horse started jumping and flailing, and he thought that the dog had jumped on the back of his horse. So the horse was acting up and jumping and flailing. He pulled out his pistol under his arm or around his back or whatever, fired two shots into, um, the, uh, into the beast, and nothing happened. He then... Uh, managed to stay on the uh, on the horse and swung his fist back and slashed through the air like nothing was there so there was nothing that was on the horse although he thought that that's why the horse was uh, was acting up because this thing had jumped on his horse very very weird okay then in Pimsico Pimsicott whatever uh county uh, the night hunters saw an eight foot long beast with no head. Hmm. One man threw an ax at it and it went right through and struck a tree, just like the, the account of Dr. Gordon on the horse where nothing was there. Oh. And then in Galena, Missouri, there was an old woman who lived in a shanty and people. I swear. That- I thought you were going to say shoe. And a shoe. <laughs> All right, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I was there. I was there. <laughs> she had so many children. No, no. Have to do with some her. dogs. <laughs> she had some dogs. Girls, okay. it's all in the rhythm. It's all, all right. in the rhythm. All so, right. an old woman who lived in the shanty. <laughs> um, passersby could hear her talking to someone very animatedly. But as they would go by, they couldn't see anybody there. There, there, there was nobody there. So, uh, and this, I don't know, went on for a while. And so the woman took ill. And I love this phrase, went to the poorhouse to die. Because I remember my folks talking about, if you don't act right, you'll have to go to the poorhouse. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> went to the poorhouse to die. And then afterwards... Several residents, and this is different people and different occasions, and later on had uh, uh, said that they saw a whiskered stranger and a big hound near the old woman's cabin. So maybe she was talking to them. I don't know Hmm. who she was talking to before. So anyway, that's Vance Randolph. Um. Uh, the next, <laughs> I asked Dawn if, if she was going to cover the Nixa Hellhound, if that had anything to do with the, with the Ozark Howler, and it didn't, so I get to tell about the, about the Nixa Hellhound. You guys know where Nixa is? Yes, oh, yeah. yes. we do. I've never oh. heard of the Nixa yeah. Hellhound. Hellhound. Well, 
there is a blog called the infamous Nixa Hellhound. And this was reported in, a, in this blog between 2009 and 15, which I think is really interesting, Dawn, because that matches up with some of the accounts that you had about the howler. Mm -hmm. So uh, this was uh, also in the St. Louis Today that this was uh, in print. Uh, there was a radio station called Power 96.5 that uh, uh, had this blog or, or sponsored the blog or something. Anyway, that was all connected with the infamous Hellhound blog. Hmm. So um, one thing that was said uh, by way of describing it is it was oversized German Shepherd as tall as a doorknob. Okay. And the second one was the size of a deer or a large hog. Um, then uh, some people said it had yellow eyes and some people said it had red eyes and some people said it had a mane around its neck like a hyena. Hmm. And okay. then regarding hearing it, hearing evidence of this uh, hellhound, they could hear claws on concrete. And that's kind of interesting because most of these sightings were in urban settings around people's trash cans, in their driveways, mm -hmm. and they could hear the scratching of these claws on the concrete, but I don't know what, what else they saw. And then uh, the myth grew <laughs> apparently around this thing, and it, it was to say that if you saw the hellhound three times, you die. Okay. Oh. So... <laughs> So that's so, kind of like, that's kind of like that Celtic stuff I was talking about at the end. Aha. Uh -huh. The harbinger of death. Yeah. Harbinger of death. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Okay, so I wanted to, uh, to, uh, oh, no, 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 there's more about the hellhound. Sorry, it's a different, uh, the Fair City News. Do you guys know Fair City News? Hmm. It didn't oh, that's... say the hmm. city. I assumed that it was, it was in the Springfield area, but uh, the, the name of the publication is called Fair City News. And some of their theories are, or sightings that they have seen, is that it's a mutated deer, it's a hybrid fox wolfman, or I guess Bigfoot, and also a hunchback gorilla. But the funny part, and why I wanted to share this part of the story, is that around I think it was 2009 in uh, summer, spring, uh, and I have this on the on the little site that, that I've put on our pages and Instagram and all that. Anyway, Bobby Crumley confessed to the police that he was the infamous hellhound, Nixa hellhound. <laughs> now, it was said that the re report described him as five foot two, and an ungodly amount of body hair. <laughs> so much that his tank top stood away from his body that his, it, the hair was so thick on his body that the tank top was not touching Aww. him. <laughs> anyway, it was also said that he got drunk a lot, that he was quite the drunk and made his own moonshine, and that on a dare, he decided that he would be the hellhound. So he admitted to, in this police report that he ate live fish from people's backyard koi ponds, oh. 
he would run naked near highways, howling and whooping and hollering. And the last one was funny, fornicating with trees. Oh. <laughs> and then the cops had, or the police had no reason to keep it. So, uh, and it, quote, no reason to hold him. So they were to release him. And this is in broad daylight. And it was said that he ripped off his shirt, whooped, and ran out the door into oncoming traffic. <laughs> Whooped! That's, that's the uh -huh. end of the Nixa Hellhound. So, <laughs> interesting. I can't believe we've never heard of that. Honestly, I yeah. know. We'll have to check with some of our Nixa friends to see if uh... 2009 is the is the real cl clue there that can kind of key you in and this uh, blog apparently infamous nixa hellhound funny but uh i wanted to close with the uh, best of the stories and this is in that book that your friends wrote there in branson uh richard and judy young hmm. they had a little uh chapter on the booger dog and uh i wanted to share that because it uh this story has probably held up because it's a <laughs> it's a good one uh, but he was described as being huge black and ghostly the size of a bull with a huge footprint some say the dog was in service to a family of witch women and some say it's a witch man who was a shapeshifter <laughs> so the story goes that there uh, that the 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 hound the booger dog is actually the ghost of an infidel who lived in Taney County, which is huh. right around, which is right in your neighborhood, right? That's where I yes. live. Yeah. Where That's we are. where you live in Taney County. Okay. So, uh, and their description of an infidel is one who hates church, won't go to a community church raisin, and won't attend a brush arbor meeting. And I wasn't sure what a brush arbor meeting is. Do you guys know what that is? Yes. What so, is that? So a brush arbor is an outdoor, kind of like revival, but they would put up like a temporary pole, like almost a pole barn, but the roof was made out of rushes and brush and all that. Oh, well, I had never heard that. I think I'd heard heard it but I never knew what it was so he wouldn't attend brush arbor meetings that's interesting Dawn I'd never heard that thank you very I hope much I, I hope I'm not lying but I don't think so <laughs> outdoor revivals I have plenty of plenty of those but uh, anyway and if you ate at this old man's old infidel's house you could not say grace over your food oh. so just a hellion he was just a, a an ugly old dude apparently so then, when the old man, when the infidel was dying on it, when he was on his deathbed, he was cussing, cussing and faithless as ever. And some of the neighbors and the town folk were hoping to get a deathbed confession out of him by preaching some hellfire and damnation. Well, I know that's exactly how they'd get it out of me, right? <laughs> Preach at me, and that's exactly what I do, man. Uh, in the midst of the talk, the cabin roof caught fire. Some oh. people say it was lightning. Some people say it was sparks from a fireplace flue. But three men, three grown men, tried to pull the man from his bed, but he wouldn't move. 
They tried to move the bed itself, but it wouldn't budge. Quote, it was like something was holding it in place. As the roof, as the fire continued, they were still trying to get him out. As the roof started to fall in, the men ran out the door and left the old guy just there to, to, to die. When they looked back, they noticed a large dog, large black dog, run out from under the bed. Oh. Uh, after the fire went down and they were sifting through the rubble, sometime later, they were looking for, because these were all good Christian people, they're looking for something of him to give him a proper burial. They were looking for bones or, or something. Well, no bones were ever found. And the big black dog has been in the area ever since. Hmm. And, and that's in Taney County. That's in Taney County. Huh. The booger dog. The yep. booger dog. <laughs> and that was from your friends Judy and Richard Ooh, Young. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So there you go. There are some parallels, Don, to your howler story. Yeah. Almost like some some people might have mixed them up or because they're, you know, um, uh, no, I, I guess the, I never found that the howler was a shape shifter, but people could never get its shape <laughs> like mm. standard, you know? So. Well, yeah, this one too. I mean, some say it looked like a deer. Some say it looked like a hog. Some right. say it looked like, a, you know, but, but there's no cat. Nothing cat-like was uh, 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 indicated or suggested at any of this that I saw. So, okay, interesting. Yeah, interesting. Very interesting. So there's your booger dog. Thanks. Booga. Okay. That was good. Yeah, it was very good. Yeah. All right. Well, those were our stories for tonight, and thank you all for listening. Um, yeah. Yeah. Remind yeah. you to subscribe wherever you listen and leave us all the stars. <laughs> Five is sufficient, but oh, all the stars. Star. Leave us all, the stars. all the stars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and bye. We'll we'll see you next time. Bye -bye. Okay. Bye. bye. And remember, if you liked it, tell all your friends. And if you didn't, keep your big mouth shut. shut. Ozarks Haints and Hooch is created, produced, directed, and performed by Pam Atha, Dawn Larson, Deidre Larson McCormick, and Dina Larson Gilman. Our website is ozarkshaintsandhooch.weebly.com.